Hey everyone, welcome back to Beauty Within Us, the podcast where we talk about all things beauty from the inside out. I'm your host, Rachel Cora. Today's episode is going to be all about skincare, which I am so thrilled to talk about because over the past few years, my skin has absolutely gone through the ringer. It has had a huge transformation, and that is all thanks to countless hours that I have spent researching quality skincare products and quality ingredients. So I have learned a lot over the past few years about skincare, even more than I ever learned in beauty school. So I have a lot to share with you all today from different ingredients that I look for, things like retinols, acne products, all things from oily to dry skin, my personal routines, but we'll first start off with a little bit about my skincare journey over the past few years. Growing up, I always had pretty clear skin. From what I remember, I would get an occasional breakout here and there during my menstrual cycle time, um, get a little bit oily around the T-zone area, but I never really had consistent acne until I turned about 21. At that point, I had gotten off of my birth control pill and switched to an IUD. If you know much about birth control, they tell you that the pill typically helps clear up acne, but when I had gotten off the pill, I didn't really experience many breakouts, so I didn't really think that I had a problem with acne until I got on my IUD which usually switching up birth control methods, it takes like three to six months for your body to balance out. So I kind of knew that I maybe would experience some breakouts or mood swings or whatever when I got on the IUD. But overall, the only problem that I have had with my IUD is breakouts. Like I said, I knew that that hormone change may cause some skin irritation and things like that, but I never imagined that my skin would freak out as much as it did on my IUD. So I kind of waited those three to six months before I really said anything to my doctor about my breakouts because I knew my body was still kind of balancing out with those new changes. But I started to develop very bad cystic acne all around my jaw and my cheeks and my forehead areas, which I had never really experienced before. So I didn't know quite what to do about it besides just continue washing my face like normal, you know, in hopes that it would balance back out once my body was adjusted to the IUD. After about three to six months of fighting with this really painful cystic acne, I pretty much realized that my body was not going to balance and flush that out. So it left me to kind of seek other options. I remember the first thing that I did was try to cut out dairy because dairy never has really agreed with me anyway. And I knew that it would help clear up my skin a little bit. So I cut dairy out for a while and it cleared it up a little bit, but it really didn't do much with the cystic acne, which I later learned was just because it was hormonal acne and not just a casual breakout here and there. So the next time I went to the gynecologist, I just brought it up to her. I was like, hey, you know, I've been experiencing really bad breakouts ever since I got my IUD put in. I don't know if it's the hormone change or if it's just the fact that the pill had been suppressing acne that probably would have happened before or what the deal is. But like, hey, what can I do? Because 
not only did it make my self-esteem absolutely plummet to the ground, but it freaking hurts and cystic acne scars pretty bad because the only way to really relieve that pain from underneath the skin is to extract those breakouts and in doing so, it pretty much tears through the skin. So that's what causes the scarring and obviously pretty bad discomfort because that cyst that's underneath the skin as it comes through, it's typically larger than the pore or the opening that it's coming through. So it's very uncomfortable and it's just not a fun experience at all. And the scarring, you know, it doesn't go away with ease. So I was talking to my gynecologist about this and she prescribed me a topical gel called clindamycin gel, which I do not believe is a retinoid, but it really did help clear up the acne a little bit. It helped more so with the pain of it than, you know, making it completely go away. But if the pain went away, that was really an improvement for me. So I had used clindamycin gel for quite a while And when I realized it just wasn't quite enough, that's when I dove into switching up my skincare. Like I've said before, I'm a pretty adamant Aveda user. That's what I used for my skincare before going through these changes. And, you know, as my skin was changing, I started researching a little bit more. And I found this company called Tula, which they create probiotic skincare. And let me tell you that skincare brand has changed my life my skin, my everything. I've talked about them before on my Instagram, on my feed, and my stories because I am seriously obsessed. It totally changed the game for me. So there are before and after pictures of my acne journey like somewhere on my Instagram. I can try to put it in the show notes if anyone's interested. And then I think I have a link that will give you 20% off your first order. So I can put that in the show notes as well. Anyway, with that all being said, now you have a little bit of a background on my skincare journey and why I am so into it now. So I'm kind of going to go over my morning and evening routines just to give you an idea of what I do. Now, to preface this, I just want to say there is no right or wrong way to do your skincare. There's an order that is good to follow. But of course, whatever works for you is great. And if you find something that works, keep doing it. It doesn't matter if it's technically right or wrong. And another thing is that there's no like perfect number of steps to put in your skincare routine. It's really just customize it to however it works for you and your lifestyle. My morning skincare routine is typically pretty quick because I don't give myself a lot of excess time in the morning because, you know, I like my sleep. Um, But I typically start with Tula's Keep It Clear Acne Foam Cleanser. I personally like a foaming cleanser for my skin, but we can get into other cleansers for different skin types a little bit later. And then I go in with a toner, which I either use Aveda's Toning Mist, or I use Tula's Clear Up Tone Correcting Gel, which I like also. And then I will do some oils or serums if I have time. Normally in the morning, I will put on Aveda's Instant Luminizer Serum, which I really like in the morning because it just helps kind of brighten up my face. And then I will go in with a moisturizer, which I either use Tula's Breakout Star Acne Moisturizer because it's oil-free, 
or I will use the All Sensitive Lotion from Aveda if I am out of my Tula, which I am out of right now. And I am horrible and I don't put on a sunscreen in the morning. I know, I know sunscreen is the number one thing that you really need in your skincare and that is the one area where I'm lacking because I have not purchased a face sunscreen that I really like. I haven't tried Tula's yet, so I'm interested to try it. I'm actually, it's in my cart right now to order because I've been wanting to add that into my routine. But that is my current morning routine. I usually spend the most amount of time on my skin in the evening because it's a nice way to wind down from the day and just relax a little bit. But I always start with the same cleanser that I use in the morning, except sometimes I will put this on like a cleansing brush just because it feels pretty nice at the end of the day and I have that time to relax as I'm washing my face. So once I rinse that off, that's when I go in with my exfoliant. Now for my skin, I exfoliate every day just because I like to keep my skin nice and clear and I am a little bit prone to dryness like on my forehead so it just helps get that flakiness off but all I use is a liquid exfoliant so it doesn't have little particles in it that like physically go in and scrub the skin so it's pretty smooth and then once a week usually on Sundays I will use a little bit more aggressive of an exfoliant but daily exfoliant is pretty light just because it really helps get that grime off from the day. And then I always follow up with a toner just to help remove any debris that is left. And I use the same toner as I use in the morning. Then I go in with my serums and oils. In the evening, I try every day to either dry brush or do gua sha. That's something that's a little bit newer to my routine, probably in the past six to nine months or so. I, you know, got on Gua Sha TikTok one day and then the rest was history. So I really like to do that. I've probably been doing Gua Sha more than dry brushing recently because it helps, I think, a little bit more with lymphatic drainage and my jaw gets pretty tight because obviously I film my podcast and I talk all day at work. So I have that and then I am prone to clenching my jaw, especially at night because, you know, anxiety, it's just, it happens. So doing gua sha kind of helps like break that up and it just feels really nice on my jaw. So that is what I've been doing recently. And then I use Aveda's radiant oleation oil when I do gua sha just for a little bit of slip. And that is an oil that you don't want to leave on for too long. So I normally do gua sha and then I'll rinse that oil off. Following that is when I will go in with my serums, which I have just kind of started doing the whole serum thing. I have a friend that likes to use the Ordinary and her skin is always beautiful and glowy after she uses them, but I have recently started using Aveda's new serums that they just released, god, just a couple months ago, and I really love them. It's probably they're probably my favorite Aveda skincare product that they have ever had. So it's the Intense Hydrator, Instant Luminizer, and the Pore Refiner. And then I use the Luminizer a lot in the mornings as well, but in the evening, I typically layer all three. I don't mix them, but I layer them. So I put on one first, let it absorb, and then go in with the following two afterwards. And those have made my skin feel really, really nice and bright and refined so I have been loving those especially 
and then from there once I let all my serums absorb then I will go in with a moisturizer and eye cream. I use the same moisturizer morning and evening. A lot of people like to use a heavier moisturizer in the evening just because your skin kind of has a little bit more time to absorb it. For some reason my skin just never absorbs heavy moisturizers. It always just leaves me feeling oily in the morning. So I just stick with the same one. And then for eye cream, lately I have been using Tula's Cooling and Brightening Eye Balm. And it just comes like in a little stick, kind of like a cream blush, and you just put it under your eyes and it feels really nice. I am not really big into face masks. I don't love what they do for my skin. If anything, I will do like a little DIY um, sheet mask with some of my Aveda products or I have used god probably the only face mask that I have gotten from somewhere else that I've used and liked is a deep sea mud mask that my sister brought me back from when she was in Israel which of course I use very sparingly because we can't get it in the United States but Overall, face masks are not like a big part of my routine unless I am in my feels one night taking a depression bath with Billie Eilish blaring in the bathroom. If you talk to my roommate, she'll be able to tell you all about my depression baths, but that's a story for a different time. So overall, that's pretty much my morning and night skincare routine. I want to start talking a little bit about different skin types. So we know the basics. We have oily, dry, combination skin, and then acneic skin. So I want to start by talking about oily skin. And oily skin, in my opinion, is one of the hardest to balance out because if you're using too many drying products on oily skin, your skin will actually kind of fight back and produce extra oil if it's feeling a little bit too dried out and dehydrated. So it's really important to find a balance between, you know, the amount of drying products that you're using to help kind of minimize the oil on your skin. So if you're using a combination of, you know, salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, tea tree, all of these things, and you feel like your skin is still really oily, maybe back off of some of those drying products, and you may notice that your skin starts to level out a little bit. But if you're in the position where you're not overproducing oil and you're still just pretty oily all the time, that's when you think, okay, maybe let's add in, you know, one a little bit more drying product, like just add in a salicylic acid cleanser or something like that. Another thing to think about with oily skin is you still want to moisturize so that you don't get to that dehydration stage where your skin wants to produce excess sebum. So one thing that I really like to recommend and I've used on myself back when my skin was a little bit more oily is to use a hyaluronic acid serum which will help moisturize the skin instead of a moisturizer if you are that oily where you feel like you can't use a moisturizer and your skin doesn't absorb it you definitely want something there to help with that moisture even if you feel like you're still a little bit oily so hyaluronic acid as a serum is a great thing to use now when talking about these a little bit more intense ingredients i definitely recommend trying to find them as a natural derivative 
of a plant essence or something like that just because it's going to be a little bit softer on your skin than something that's obviously created more in a lab. But continuing with this oily skin area, as far as exfoliants go, I definitely recommend probably once or twice a day of a liquid exfoliant. And now remember the whole over-drying aspect that I talked about earlier. Make sure that you're kind of at a balance point in your skincare when you start talking about exfoliating more than once a day. And when I talk about exfoliating, I mean a soft liquid exfoliant or if you're going to be cleansing with like an exfoliating brush, something like that, that counts as your exfoliant. We definitely don't want to overdo exfoliation, so start with once a day. If you feel like you need it more with a soft exfoliant, it's definitely doable. Now, moving on to dry skin, I always like to recommend cleansing with an oil-based cleanser or a cream-based cleanser as it's going to help with that hydration that's definitely needed in dry skin. I always say a little bit less exfoliant because you don't want to over dry your skin that's already dry. Hyaluronic acid is something that's really good for all skin types, but especially dry skin, it's just going to add that extra boost of moisture in a serum where your skin can really absorb that if it likes to repel moisture from moisturizers and creams and things like that. So the hyaluronic acid is always great to put in there. Another thing that's really nice for dry skin is any sort of natural vitamin E oil like avocado oil or sunflower oil, almond oil. Your skin will really absorb that and it will help with the dryness substantially. You definitely want to follow up on dry skin with a moisturizer for excessively dry skin. I honestly really like Eucerin. It's a tried and true moisturizing cream that is really going to soak in and your skin will absorb that pretty easily. Now, if you are mostly dry but you're still prone to the, you know, random breakout here and there, Eucerin might be a little bit too heavy and clogging for people who still get breakouts. So that's where I would say to reach for Aveda's Rich or Soft Cream. If you are one of the lucky ones with combination skin, you can pretty much use just about anything. Now, I will say with combination skin, it's definitely a little bit more of a trial and error to find products that you like because you may like the feel of a foaming cleanser or a cream cleanser and then it kind of changes up the rest of your routine. So with combination skin, I definitely say, you know, phase products in and out. I wouldn't totally uproot and start a whole new routine all at once. I would maybe give it, you know, four to six weeks before introducing a new product just so that you know what's working for your skin and what isn't. Just be patient and you will find a routine that works well for your skin. Acne prone skin is probably one that we hear the most about. It's always all over the media. It's in Hollywood. It's everywhere. And we're always talking about how to clean up acne and get rid of it. You know, there's all special treatments and facials and all of this stuff to get rid of acne skin or to help cure it or, you know, whatever you would call it. But I will say that there, you know, is kind of a movement right now on social media toward, you know, accepting your textured skin and just 
you know, still being able to feel beautiful with textured skin and discoloration and birthmarks and all of these things. So that's just, it's such a beautiful thing that we're starting to see in the media that I definitely want everyone to think about and, you know, just support people that are going through different journeys with their skin. But there are a lot of different factors that play into skin in general, but especially acne. We have hormones and puberty, you know, your diet. We have gluten that can cause redness and small bumps and rosacea. And then we have dairy that, you know, can cause breakouts and underlying stress on the skin. And then stress in general, you know, has a big play on your skin and stress affects the T-zone a lot of the time. But all of these factors can lead to excess oil, clogged hair follicles, you know, bacteria inflammation that do cause breakouts in acneic skin. You know, I love a foaming cleanser for acne prone skin. I just think it cleans the skin really nicely. And then for moisturizers, I typically go oil free or hyaluronic acid, but I definitely feel like acne prone skin needs another moisturizer than just a hyaluronic acid serum because you're typically using so many other drying products to help tone down the acne that I really think it's important to balance those drying products out with a nice moisturizer. I definitely still say oil-free because I think it's nice and it doesn't like feel like it builds up on the skin, but definitely a moisturizer that your skin is going to absorb nicely. To help clear up breakouts, I definitely like products that have salicylic acid in them because it does remove that top layer of dead skin cells, helps promote cell turnover, which will help, you know, clear up the acne. Another thing that I love for acne prone skin is a spot treatment because instead of, you know, drying out all of your skin overall, you can really hit those specific breakout areas with a spot treatment. In the past, I have used Mario Badescu's drying lotion, which I have liked, but I recently learned that they use steroids in their products, which, you know, makes your skin kind of yearn for that product and it ends up backfiring over time if you stop using it. So I phased that out of my routine, but something that you can use, which is great and a lot more natural, is just a plain tea tree oil. And tea tree oil is antibacterial, so it will go in and kill all the bacteria in those breakouts and in turn help dry them up, which is awesome. When talking about acne-prone skin, there is always that conversation around retinoids. I don't have a ton of personal experience with retinoids, but I definitely did read a lot about them back a few years ago when I was going through my real bad cystic acne journey. And I think we hear a lot about retinoids and how they're bad and they thin your skin. But what I have come to learn and realize is that really what it does is help promote cell turnover, which then causes the production of new skin. When talking about Retin-A, This is a brand name for a drug that's called tretinoin. It's a prescription you have to get, you know, prescribed through the doctor. It's not anything you can buy over the counter, but it's fast acting because it works in about 72 hours. This is when that cell turnover starts to begin and that new skin comes through. So it starts to help kind of take away that acne. It does soften fine lines. It's going to fade any skin discoloration and help brighten the skin but it can cause dry skin and sensitivity to sunlight. And this mostly just comes from 
that new skin being formed all the time. That cell turnover is happening so quickly that your skin doesn't necessarily have time to create that barrier to help protect it against the sun. Now, retinol is a little bit different. It's going to take longer to see results. You're going to wait about six weeks before that cell turnover is going to begin. Retinol comes from vitamin A and AHA, which is an alpha hydroxy acid. So these acids help in promoting that cell turnover and production of new skin. Retinol is one that you can get over the counter at a drugstore or, you know, the grocery store. And a lot of products have retinol built into them, specifically a lot of anti-aging and acne products. Similarly to Retin-A, it'll soften those fine lines, fade discoloration, brighten the skin, but again, it can cause dry skin and that sunlight sensitivity, so this is definitely something where you want to do that next step of putting a sunscreen on. If you're thinking about adding a retinoid into your skincare routine, I would definitely make sure you still go on and do some of your own research, maybe talk to your dermatologist just to see what their input is as well, but I definitely think it is a good option if you're looking for something to help with acne-prone skin. All right. So let's move on to some questions. The first question I have today is, how can I tell if a product is good quality? This is... This can be a hard one because sometimes cost does play a role. And I hate to say that if something's more expensive, it's better because that's not always true. But if you're buying something that's $3.99 at the drugstore, it's probably not going to be as good as something that's costing you, you know, 20 or $30 at an Altar Sephora. But, you know, I always say just check reviews, look online, look on Reddit. People write, you know, books on there about certain products that they like and try. If you're really curious, I would say maybe try some samples, see if they have any behind the desk. And really just only change one thing at a time, especially in skincare, so that you really know what's working for you and what isn't. Oh, and the next question is what, oh, what are my top four skincare products? Okay, I would say my definite number one is the Tula Acne Foaming Cleanser. That is my tried and true. That is the love of my life. I freaking love that cleanser. I will probably never use anything different. And then numbers two, three, and four would be my new Aveda serum. So the Intense Hydrator, the Instant Luminizer, and the Pore Refiner Serums. I don't think that anything can beat those three for me. So yeah, those would be my top four. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And as always, you can subscribe to the podcast and follow me at Rachel Cora. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-C-O-R-A-H. And I will see you next week.